I really will say that learning this week's Sicha has been deeply satisfying for me. Oh, because, um, sorry, my video is off. Because I've been searching for deeper understandings of these concepts that we learned our whole life. You know, dear Betach Tainim, that we're here to help Hashem dwell here comfortably and Hashem, you know, needs us here and we're his partners. But what does this really mean? What does it mean that, and if Hashem's infinite and Hashem's whole and he has everything within himself, does he really need us? And what is our part? And I feel like these sikhas really, the sikha really gives a very deep answer that really satisfied me. And I hope that I'm able to give it over in a way that, you know, all of you also get that deep satisfaction. So we'll start off like this. The, the main theme of the sikha is that the Rebbe is saying that through creation, there was there is an elevation, that there's an expanded state that, of course, Hashem in his original state before creation, or even as he created the world, is perfection. We can't say that the Hashem is not perfect. He's infinite. He's whole. But there was something about creation and creating man that creates an elevation, that creates a deeper level of perfection, a higher level, an elevated experience. And... Of course, we need to understand that because from our human brains, that doesn't really make sense because we're always learning how Hashem's infinite, Hashem's whole. Like, how can we, who's so limited and, you know, even sometimes make a lot of mistakes or don't even feel Hashem? How can we really have this part that we could bring Hashem's essence in a more elevated way? Or there's something that we really, that Hashem's relying on us. What does that really mean? So, first, I want to take a moment, I'm going to read, it's page 239, a paragraph from inside where the Rebbe expresses this idea. And by way of preface, the day of the creation of Adam is considered Rosh Hashanah, the beginning of your creation, the first day, not only because of the perfection with the creation of man, the choices of the creations hand created by Hashem for itself, rather also and possibly mainly due to the completeness that is accomplished in the entire creation through the service of Adam man by saying, come, let us bow, Hashem reigned, which this is a higher level of perfection than the complete creation by Hashem. So, you know, the Sikha, I will say, is it was written not in the easiest way to understand. Um, but this paragraph is the rabbi saying that there is the con that there was a perfection in creation and then there was an elevated experience a higher level of perfection through man's service and specifically in the service of saying, come let us bow Hashem reign, meaning that the Avaida of Rosh Hashanah where we're crowning Hashem as king and recognizing that Hashem as our king and then something that we continue to do throughout the year, there's something that Hashem himself gets an elevated experience. And we need to understand that because again, we're, who, us humans, we're so limited. So there's three different answers, three different explanations. Each one is going to go deeper and deeper and deeper. And hopefully by the end of the three, there will be a very encompassing answer to, you know, our lifelong questions about these, these thoughts. So the first thing the rabbi says is that when the world was created, there was, we always know there was the six days of the week and then on the seventh day Hashem rested. So there were seven days. There was the first Shabbos after creation. But a few weeks ago when we were learning the Sichas in this class, we talked about the rabbi said that there was an original Shabbos that actually pre the six days of creation, there was an original Shabbos where Hashem 
there was some form of creation, you know, there was like, there was a world, there was a creation, but it was all Shabbos, Shabbos energy. And then there was the six days of the week. And then there was the next Shabbos, which was our first Shabbos, because it was after man was created, but it was the second Shabbos of creation. And the Rebbe says that this first Shabbos was in a very high level, again, like the, the perfection of Hashem, but that the second Shabbos after man was created, it was much more elevated. So there's, there's two ways of understanding this. And one is on a more basic level and one is more deeper. And then we're gonna, okay. So the first explanation is that the concept of after a separation, when there's a reunion, there's deeper pleasure. So on one hand, like you, you know, an example of this is Adam and Chava, that they were originally one and then they were separated, their energies were separated and then they reunited and there's deeper pleasure because instead of just being enmeshed and one, they're separate beings, but they're reuniting. So there's a deeper pleasure and a deeper experience. Or like we say with husband and wives, you know, when we have a separation or we have Nida, you know, we have the time of separation in order to reunite, in order to have more pleasure. It's not really about the separation. It's about the reunion. It's about the pleasure of after a separation, you have deeper pleasure. Um, or, you know, there's conflict between a husband and wife or in any relationship. And then if you really able to get down to the core and you transform the conflict and you work through it in a way that it doesn't exist anymore, it brings more intimacy and more closeness and more pleasure. So the fact that there was the Shabbos, which was only Hashem, was all Hashem, and then the six days of the week created that separation, and then there was man, and then we came back for the first Shabbos and reunited with Hashem in the Shabbos energy, there was more pleasure gained because there was there, there was it was like we were separate beings and yet we were uniting back to Hashem. So it's like the reunion of Hashem's light within us and Hashem's light outside of us coming together. So there was deeper pleasure in that. But that doesn't, it's, it's, it's a nice concept, but it doesn't, I mean, it didn't satisfy me either because there's still so many questions. Well, in the reality, I mean, we're not really necessarily feeling trauma and there's a lot of pain and do we really feel Hashem? And is, and how does, what does that like work in terms of day to day? Like the, that doesn't really answer how, why Hashem needs us. So let's take this further. Another way of explaining it even deeper than separation is that there actually isn't really actually a separation, that the six days of the week, the original Shabbos, and even the first day of the week when it was all light, was Hashem's revelation of himself in creation. But then there was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, as Hashem created the world, on one hand, there was more separation because there was more nature and there was more ability to have separation. But another way to look at it is that there was actually, and the truth is there was more expansion because that original light of the Shabbos before creation and the original light of that first Sunday when right here, there was all light. After that, as Hashem created the world more and more and more and brought water and then brought trees and grass and flowers and expanded the world and then brought the, you know, moon and sun and fish and birds every all of those were actually just expressions physical expressions of Hashem's original light it's the same thing it's expressions so really it's not a separation it's an expansion an expanded experience of Hashem's light so an example that I'll give of this is for example if you want to bake something and you know you have all the ingredients you have the flour and you have the oil and you have the eggs you have everything you need 
and it's all in its original state. So that's great. It's very exciting to have flour and sugar and eggs and oil. But if you take all those ingredients and you mix it and you make it into a cake and then you put the cake in the oven and you bake it and then you know you invite your family to come sit around and eat this cake it's the same original ingredients but it's a much more expanded experience and expanded state because the cake tastes much better than the original ingredients and not only that you hear you have an opportunity to connect as a family and talk and eat this cake and enjoy it so it's the same the source is the same but it's an expanded experience so this is the same thing with hashem's light and as he created the world the trees are a manifestation of Hashem's light and everything that he created, everything we see is Hashem's light. It's, it's, a, it's Hashem's creativity, like an artist who has a beautiful idea and then actually takes a canvas and puts their idea onto a canvas where, you could, where other people could come and experience it and see it. It's an expanded state. So that's why the second Shabbos was in a higher level because it's Hashem himself with his light in an expanded state. All of a sudden Hashem through man is eating food and enjoying and singing and, and, you know, experiencing all these beautiful things that is really Hashem's light. So it's an expanded state. But again, even from there, we still have the question, which are good questions. Well, again, is this serving us? Is this serving Hashem? And it's very nice in theory, but how do we access that? I mean, there's a lot of pain. There's a lot of trauma. There's a lot of separation. The separation hurts. You know, if this is all about Hashem expanding himself and being able to, you know, have a beautiful experience in this physical world. I mean, we haven't really been feeling that. Um, and still, how does this impact our day-to-day -day choices? If our day-to-day -day experience and our day-to-day -day choices is actually makes an impact on Hashem, how does that, you know, in our present day manifest in like in reality? So, right, probably all of you are still asking these questions and let's dive into this third point and see if it'll answer you. So this is a key point. I'm gonna say it slowly because this is huge. The first six days when Hashem created the world, Hashem himself expanded himself. It was, he, he on his own, you know, like I said, he separated the water and then he created the beautiful trees and he created the beautiful, amazing fish and the flowers and all this exotic amazing things you go to a garden with exotic flowers or I do and I or go to you know um an aquarium and I see like the most exotic fish I'm like only Hashem could create this he's such a creative artist it's amazing so those six days Hashem took his light and was creative he was an artist straight from his light what happened what happened Rosh Hashanah is the day the man was created and the day the man was created, and that's why Rosh Hashanah is commemorating the sixth day and not the first day, because something significant shifted when the moment the man was created. What happened? That Hashem continued the desire to expand his creativity, expand his light, expand his, his essence and his desires and everything that he is. He didn't, he wasn't satisfied. He wasn't like, okay, now the six days of the week are created, now happy ever after. No, it's an ever- going ongoing expansion of his light of his creativity but what happened when the minute the man was created this expansion continued through man this is very deep and i'm gonna i'm gonna explain what this means that when we say that hashem is recreating the world at every moment 
and it never stopped and there's a constant expansion happening every moment there's recreation recreation this is happening through us what does that mean that Hashem is constantly expanding himself and his desires through our experiences so we and don't worry because I'm also going to give example of, of tools of how to get there and what does this mean because right now I know I'm saying these beautiful lofty ideas but we all want to know how to experience this so I'm also going to get there but first I'm just expressing the ultimate of where we're what we want what is like what are we trying to experience and what does Hashem want from us and then we'll talk about how to get there you wanted to say something sir okay I can't hear you, but oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So I'm hearing that the first six days God created the world, and that was like his expression, like him painting his beautiful masterpiece. And then when man was created, it's like God created like something to I'm kind of imagining it like a child that can like take it more than you can type of thing. Exactly. He, ex he expanded his experience by creating first the first original man, but then ultimately thousands and thousands, millions and billions of people all walking around with different parts of his essence, with his essence. And now it's mm -hmm. a much deeper experience because all these vessels are holding his essence, his will, his desire, and expanding this beautiful art piece called the universe through us, through our bodies. Exactly. So an example of that, whenever we, our true inner desires, our true inner will, and the Rebbe speaks about this a lot of times, and I've already, since I started giving these classes, we've talked about it, that our essence is Hashem's essence and our true inner desires is Hashem's inner desires. And again, I'm gonna keep expanding this. And by the end, I think it will be really clear. But on a deep level, when we talk about, we have external desires and then we have true inner desires. Our true inner desires, our true inner instincts, our true inner, inner voice is Hashem's voice. So then when we have this crazy desire, I need to dance, I need to sing, I need to go to the beach, I need to, cook something, I need to call this friend. I need, this is Hashem communicating through us. Again, it's not from our head, it's not from stress. It's not an external, it's from deep internal voice. And we're gonna talk about how to get there and how to know and how to access this deeper voice. It's Hashem expanding himself through us moment to moment, every single moment. So when we're saying Hashem is recreating the world every moment, in this moment, when I'm here present and I feel like, I need to create something or I need to call someone or I need to do something or I'm singing, I'm expressing, I'm writing. All of these things is I'm recreating something from from nothing like Hashem has this newer desire and a new desire and a newer and these desires are constantly the flow of Hashem, the pulse of Hashem constantly every moment. So now the big question is, this is very nice and very beautiful, but why don't why do many of us not feel it why haven't we been feeling haven't been feeling it and how do we access this so we're gonna break this down and just to clarify it's also true right that hashem is constantly recreating the world yes this guy yeah he's uh, hashem hashem is recreating the world constantly and keeping the world in existence but the expansion okay. And the creativity, the expansion of Hashem and expansion. the expansion of us. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Interesting. Like we, we're building homes, we're building roads, we're planting trees, we're, Hashem made the original trees and which had the wood, right? And Hashem mm-hmm. made everything, the original, like the original fruit, everything and everything. Okay. When the original, when it was just light, everything was in potential. Then Hashem took that light and created it into actuality. The, the light had the potential for fruit trees and the potential for, you know, for the fish. And then it came into reality, the original. And then through us, we're constantly expanding that. We're taking the original apple and we're making more apple trees and we're building more forests. And it's all Hashem through us expanding and expanding and expanding and making the world more and more and more and more alive and more beautiful through us. Does that make sense? Yeah. So just it's good to clarify the difference between God is constantly recreating. That's true, but we're doing something beyond. Well, what you could say is that Hashem is like the breath of energy, the pulse, the energy that's pulsing the world, and then we we receive, we receive Hashem's energy of the energy flow, and then it comes through us through desire, and then we manifest it in a physical way through self-expression, through creativity, through art, through whatever we create. So of course, Hashem, it's like a breath. Hashem gives that breath. And then all of us simultaneously at the same second, all billions of us receive a message of desire, of flow, of something that we need to create from that constant breath. So Hashem is constantly rebreathing new energy. And then we receive the message. And then that's that's what it means that Hashem is our king and we're receiving from Hashem that we receive a constant new flow of direction every moment. Yeah. Rachel, Rachel say yeah, um, just in June this year, some new, I'm not a physicist, but some new physics research came out that they're ex- saying exactly this, that the universe is constantly expanding and all those other headache theories that, that you know, it will start retracting or something that it's exactly as you're describing it so beautiful. Yeah, well, the Rebbe knew the truth <laughs> long yeah. before, you know, everyone else. But I mean, the universe is discovering truth, but it's amazing that, you know, Hasidus ha- ha- has all these answers. It's really profound. But I, I also get very excited when I see, you know, universal truth coming and supporting what, what's in Hasidus. And it helps us also understand the Hasidus more. So thank you. Now, we have to understand, first of all, why we haven't been feeling this and then of course we have to understand how to how to access it so this breath of hashem that's constantly recreating the world and coming in and bringing new light is powerful 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 light it's literally the original light where hashem was all light like the source the essence is even higher it's hashem's will and desire i mean it's like the greatest powerful light that our bodies were literally not vessels to be able to handle. We would not be able to have to stay in a human body, have a human experience, be grounded and be receiving messages like that straight from Hashem. When we tried and we, you know, we stood at Harsina and we received a message straight from Hashem and Hashem revealed, which basically Hashem was revealing that your essence is my essence. We can't get into that because there's too many other things to talk about. But the Anaychi is, I mean, we are going to address a little bit Anaychi, but that Hashem is revealing the truth of who we are, that our essence is Hashem's essence. We had an out-of-body experience and our souls left our bodies. We weren't, we weren't ready. And so 
what happened was that when Hashem created the world, he hid his essence inside of our bodies, deep underground, underneath our nervous system. And we're going to talk about this more underneath our head in deep inside of our body to wait for the right time for us to be able to access it because our vessels needed to become hardened and ready first. The way I like to see an example I like to give is like you make a vessel out of clay. And if you're so excited, you know, a kid goes to art class and, and makes a vessel, makes a cup out of clay. And then they come up and they're like, guess what? I made this cup and can I use it for juice? And they go and they put the juice in and then the cup gets destroyed if it's not hardened yet, if it's still wet. And then the juice becomes clay. It's all mixed together. So it's like you have to tell the kid, I'm, I see that you made this cup and it's really exciting and you want it, but it's wait a few days, put it in the sun, get it hardened, and then you'll have, you'll actually be able to hold the juice and it will be, it will work. So it's the same thing. Our bodies weren't coarse enough and weren't separated enough from Hashem in order to be able to hold the light and stay physical and stay separate. We would have just gone right back to source because we know that we're source. We know that we're really not separated. But so many years of darkness and so many years of separation and so many years of disconnect has created such a separation that at this point we could come back to the truth and we could hold both truths at once, the separation and the fact that there is no separation, that we're one with Hashem. Now, so Hashem designed that his essence was hidden inside of our bodies and he created an ego, which is in our head. The part of us, the Ani, the part of us that me, 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 the Yetzirah is all in our head. When we say we have an evil inclination and a good inclination, it's a voice. You got to you gotta, you gotta slow down because there's just so much gold here. Okay. Thank slow you down. for telling me. Oh I know I, I, it took me a week to absorb this so I, I can understand that. I'm already like, okay, this is amazing. <laughs> Yeah, so do you want to reflect on something? So yeah, just the, the part of like, first when you said our bodies needed to harden, I couldn't imagine how that would be a good thing because it seems like like hardness of heart type of thing. You know what I mean? Like, how could that even leave space for God? So I'm just trying to imagine how something hard that feels so independent, so separate, could possibly be a vessel for God. I see, I see how it needed to harden, otherwise it would fall apart. But I, I can't see how something that is hard and feels so separate could possibly be a channel. Because, so, and then we will talk about that because under the hardened separated place because the light of Hashem was always there has always been there we've, we've grown up in Hasidus we've learned that the Shekhinah God's essence or God's feminine has been in exile with us so we're understanding that more that this Hashem's essence has literally been chained up and exiled within our bodies so the part of us that feels separate and the dark places within us is the you know, imagine a jar and it has gold in it and has a cover that's blocking it that you can't access it. The darkness and the separation is the clouds that are blocking the sun. The light has always been there and is there. There was a darkness and a shell that was covering it to protect us because we weren't ready to access it yet. Another way to look at it is 
I just want to say, like, imagine, imagine a palace, right, where there's a big treasure inside, or you could say like the queen's inside, and the king wants to protect the queen. And so you have the queen in her palace, and then you have all these royal chambers. And then you have all these guards outside the royal chamber and then more guards and then more guards and then you have the out, the inner gate and then the outer gate and then you have more guards around the outer gate and ultimately the goal is the reunion right let's say the king and queen that they come together and they're united but the reunion is not ready yet so you have to first you have all these guards protecting the queen because they're not ready to reunite and then slowly slowly first you 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 get you get past the guards of the first gate and then you open up the first gate and then you're in the courtyard and then you get acclimated to the courtyard and then once you're in the courtyard you get you have to get past the 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 guards from in the outer chamber and then you go open up the gate that's the work that the but the queen in her life has is always there she's there but it's a slow 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 reunion so that yeah, so that we could stay in our body, basically. So that's that's the work that we our our light has always been there. And I'm gonna talk about this more. Our light has always been there, but we had all these guards protecting us so that we wouldn't die, basically, so that we could stay in this physical world and come back when we were ready. So what were our guards? Our guards are the the negative voices in our head, our ego, our the darkness inside of our body, the trauma, the pain. So there's there's different levels. Like on one hand, we've never felt our pain in our body because even that we weren't ready to access. We were on the, we were in the outer chamber. Our head is like the outer outer chamber. All our thoughts and our control and trying to figure out life and overthinking and to do lists and everything is like the outer chamber. It's like you know we're just in our head and we didn't even know how much pain was in our body because we were still in the outer chamber. We were in the realm of the head. And then as you go deeper, you start accessing your body and then people are would like to stay in their head because it's terrifying to go into the body because in the body you feel the separation and the suppression and the darkness and because there's, there's truth, there was that separation, you feel all the chains. Because there's all this chains and separation and walls that were put here. Protecting us from this light, so when we feel all this pain oh I feel chains I feel heaviness I feel tightness I feel tightness in my chest I feel heaviness in my legs I feel like my arms are carrying chains yeah those were chains blocking us from the light there are walls there were these are layers and layers and layers and layers of blockages so when we get inside of our body we're like ah and then we want to distract and disconnect and go back to our heads because all we feel and see is all these blockages but these are the chains that and then what does it mean like Hashem needs us we're the only one we have to be the ones to go inside of our body and unchain and access these chains and these blockages and these walls and break them down to free Hashem within us. This is our job, it's our work. And, you know, again, those are like our belief systems and our subconscious. And I, I will try as much as I can to talk practical about how to do this also, because, you know, that the end that we have something to walk away with, but I'm just explaining the concept, the visuals still right now. You wanted to say something, Sarah? No, I'm just listening, processing. Okay, I know it's a lot. Um, okay, let's see. Okay, now we can understand the true meaning of crowning Hashem as our king on Rosh Hashanah, that we come in and we crown Hashem as our king, because there's 
and this is another deep concept, so I'll explain it, but I kind of alluded to it a few times already. There's Ani, which is I, and there's Anochi, which is I. They're both I. What's the difference? The Ani I is the Ani I in my head, my ego me, my the separ separated me, the part of me that doesn't feel Hashem. And when I say, I want, I wish, I want to do this, I want to do this, it's coming from ego. It's the separated I. Anochi is the I within us that's coming from that space where my desire is Hashem's desire. It's that inner will and inner desire that's coming from the body, from coming from flow. What's the difference with Ani and Anochi? It has the same letters. They both have an Aleph Nun Yud. The only difference is that Anochi has a Chaf. What is Chaf? Chaf is Keser. What is Keser? Keser is crown. Crowning Hashem as king. What does that mean? When we, Kesser is at a place where we open ourselves up, we get out of our head, we get out of our ego, and we're going to talk about how to do that. But when we get out of our head and our ego and we open ourselves up for Hashem to be our king, meaning Hashem is the driver, Hashem is the one making the decisions, Hashem is here to decide what he desires and what he wants from us, and he's the one who flows through us. Then when we say, I want, I desire, it's the Anochi, it's, it's me with Hashem as my king, doing what I need to do here, me as an Hashem in me, because Hashem is my king, I, I crowned Hashem as king, I opened myself up and Hashem's kingship is coming through me and I'm doing Hashem's will through me and that's that's a nochi. So I wanna say, I know this is a lot, but I do wanna cover also all of these points because they're, they're so huge. So before I go on to how to do this, I want, first of all, we have to understand, I want to break this down into practical terms. Where is Kesar in our body? What is Kesar? Because there's so many like psychological terms now, you know, of different parts of our body. And, you know, we talk about like our heart and our mind and our nervous system and different parts of our body. And it's amazing. It's all connected to Hasidus. Hasidus explains all this, but we just never didn't really have the terminology. So we know we have the 10 spheros, right? The 10 parts of our neshama. And this is something that has been more talked about that we have the three parts of our soul in our head. We have Chachma Bina Das, the three parts of our soul that help us understand things. And then we have the seven emotional parts of our neshama that feel and help us in our, in our heart and in our gut, the things that help us move forward and do what we need to do. So that that's, from Chachma all the way, to, I don't have time to go through all of them, but there's Chachma all the way to Malchus. There's the 10 parts of our soul. But then we know that there's Keser, the part of us that opens up to Hashem's will and desire where we're crowned and we're one with Hashem. Where is that in our body? That is our nervous system. That is the part of our body that's not our head. It's not our heart. It's not our gut. It's the, it's the essence of Hashem through our bones, through our nervous system. That is Keser. That's why our nervous <laughs> yeah I'm going to interrupt you again. How do you know that the nervous system is kesser? Because I'm going to I'm going to read something from the Rebbe, but I want to explain it first because if from a perspective of me explaining it and then when you, when I hopefully when I read the Rebbe's words you'll Perfect. see how I what I saw. Perfect. So that's why our nervous system, our bones, our inner body has been experiencing the most pain and we've been separated from our nervous system all these years and if if we're lucky we have access to our heart most of our hearts have been shut down 
and we've had access to our brain. If we're, we're lucky if we even had access to a healthy brain. Most of us have been access to a very unhealthy, toxic brain of control and worry and fear. And, you know, so there's the releasing and getting to a healthy brain, the part of our neshama that's healthy in our brain. And then there's another level of opening up our heart and feeling things in a very pneumistic way where we actually feel love and we feel connected to Hashem in a hard way. But then there's the part that's like, no, 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 we have literally like done everything to avoid until now. And that's our nervous system. That's our bones. That's our body. Because there's, there is, there's a lot of gullus. There's a lot of exile, pain and, su and suppression in our bones, in our body. And it's been so scary to go into these places. And the reason why it's so dark is because the light is so there because Hashem's essence is there. And so it had to be dark to keep us away. But the Rebbe said so many times that in, the greatest light is in the darkest places. And we've known this, we've talked about this in Hasidus, we grew up with this, that in the lowest places is the highest light and in the, in the dark is the most, you know, that like Avraham and, and, and when he went to Mitzrayim, he got the most wealth and Yaakov, when he went down to Haran, he came back with a family and with wealth, like the darkest places has the deepest light. What does that mean? That the places, and we're a mini world, Everything is inside of us. So the darkest places that we most avoided has all the light that we're begging for, that we're looking for, that we're searching for. It's Hashem's essence. It's the light, the flow that we so want, that we so desire, that anchored space of just flowing with Hashem. Now, and the Rebbe also spe speaks about a lot. He didn't mention it in this week's Sicha, but mentions it a lot. Sorry, one second. Okay. Um, the rabbi speaks a lot about Aleph into Gola. That means bringing Hashem's love and essence into exile within our body, the places that have been most exiled. And if you bring the Aleph into it, which is Hashem's love and the truth of Hashem's love for us into those places that have exile mentality, that feel worthless or feel suppressed or feel like not enough inside of our body, and you bring Hashem, that is Geula. Gola and Gula sound the same. They have the same letters. Gula is not an out-of-body experience. It's not becoming angels, not running away from the physical. It's the opposite. It's experiencing the physical, experiencing our body, being in our body. But with Hashem, that is that. That is the translation of Gula, where we become intimate with Hashem, where there's that is intimacy with Hashem, where we become one, where Hashem's desire is constantly flowing through us, and we're a vessel for Hashem. We're back to the original state of oneness with Hashem, but just even deeper because it's through a, se a separated experience, but reunited. Now, this is the explanation how to bring dear betachtanim. We always said, oh, we need a Mashiach is about bringing dear betachtanim, meaning bringing Hashem's essence in this world that he could have a home where his essence is comfortable and he's his light is living in this physical world and da 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 where's his essence his essence is in our bodies we we've always like even for me like when i've been searching for hashem like looking in nature and looking for calmness and looking for the the light outside of me and it might have soothed me for a few minutes but it never like really 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 held me only when i started going inside my body did i actually feel safe because the essence we're never really comfortable if we're not connected to the essence. So dear Betachtaina Mashiach is when all of Hashem's essence within each of us is finally safe to come out from its shell, from its blockages, from its chains, from its 
from the darkness, from all the walls, because of through our work, and that's what it means that we have to bring Mashiach, that we are Hashem's partners, because by us revealing the essence within us, we don't have to worry about anyone else. We have to do our part. We are have to be unlocking ourselves. Then Hashem's essence can dwell in this physical world through our bodies and experience this world in the way He desires, in the way He wants, every moment, day to day. We finally He finally can be fully comfortable in this world, not just rays of him, not just expressions of him, not just external, but at the deepest core, his his essence. So I'm going to pause. I'm going to end with some practical tools of what we can do to help ourselves access this. Um, but just seeing if there's any comments or questions before. No. I would love, if possible, to you like to read some of the sicha inside. Oh, yeah. Um, that's what I'm up to um, right now. Thank you for reminding. Oh, me. <laughs> amazing, and I have only the Hebrew. So if you could tell us what Osid is, that would be amazing. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna read this. It's I'm gonna read like two paragraphs, and then I'm gonna end with a practical tool. Um, okay. So page two forty one. Um, the second paragraph, and we may say. Yes, VH Schleimer. So, so what um what like number is it? What, so what ice? Um the end of three, the last few paragraphs of the third ice. Perfect. Okay. Okay, and we may say that this concept is alluded to in the creation of Adam in a manner of and Hashem the God created the person from earth of the ground, and he blew into his nostrils nostrils a soul of life that through the soul of life that Hashem blew into the body of Adam, which was made of earth from the ground, earth, the essence of the entire creation. Everything was created from the earth. I'm going to skip a few lines and then I'm going to go to moreover and mainly drawing forth and revealing the soul of life of the person, a portion from Hashem from up high, literally a part of the essence of Hashem into the world as well, so that also the level of godliness that is beyond the level of the world, including the essence of Hashem, shall be revealed in the world. And this phenomenon is accomplished through the service of Adam, who announced to the entire creation, come let us bow and kneel before Hashem, our creator. Hashem reigned, vested in glory. Then in addition to the announcements that Hashem is our creator, the level of godliness that is on a similar level to that of the world, through which the world is created, exists, and enlivened, Adam accomplished through the creation the kneeling in connection with crowning of the king. Hashem reigned, vested in glory, namely that the kingship of Hashem is revealed in the world, the level of godliness that is truly beyond the level of the world, especially based on the known fact that the level of Kesar, the source of Machos, kingship, transcends all the spheres, including the innermost of Kesar, the essence of Hashem. So this is very, very lofty and deep, but these few sentences, I think encompasses the whole class where the Rebbe is saying, the essence of Hashem is in the earth and the essence of Hashem is in the body and the essence of Hashem is within us. And we, through, there Hashem created the world, but through crowning Hashem as king, we bring, them, we bring Hashem to a new level and the level of Kesar. So all those things that I just spoke about the past hour, these two paragraphs, this is where I get it from, but like, you know, again, 
it's it's in code. So you're gonna you have to learn these tichas every week and connect the dots and 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 find these these hints that the Rebbe is giving us these gems. Really, I don't think we were ready to understand this, you know, 35 years ago, or we definitely didn't have the language. But I'm curious, Sarah, from reading this, or anyone, if you want to comment, like, do you do you do you see everything we talked about in these words now after that after discussing it? Come back to me. I'm reading it again. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna end up with this. Um, I want to end up with a, an amazing tool that actually coming that I'm going to take from this this concept from the Sikha and break it down into like an actual somatic tool to help us access this place that we're talking about Hashem's essence and underneath our nervous system and being able to get through the darkness and the blockages and all the walls and be able to reveal Hashem's inner will and Hashem's essence within us that because it's a dark there's darkness and chains inside of our body, it's, it could be very, very scary to go in. And it has been scary. There's a reason why we're running for our lives and haven't been, you know, going inwards because it could feel like death. It's very scary. So the rabbi spoke about this concept that there was, a, like I started with the class saying that there was the original Shabbos, which is Hashem's light, Hashem's comfort, Hashem's peace. And then there's the six days of the week. And then there's the next Shabbos, which was the first Shabbos after creation, but this after creation of man, but really the second Shabbos, which was an elevated light, elevated experience. This is hinting to us and alluding to us the path of healing. That's literally a, a third way because there's people who just try to stay in the head and try to heal people through intellectual ideas, which is not going to help you access the Shem's essence or re-traumatize yourself by getting to the pain and getting to the source and figuring it out and journaling and getting to the answers, which our, our bodies cannot handle that much pain either. So there's a third way, and I'm so grateful to have discovered the third way because I always knew there has to be a third way. And I myself would go from the first way to the second way, and both didn't seem true. And the third way is the rabbis telling us, and I'm telling you this that I feel strong that the rabbi is saying this, and you could say, how do you know the rabbi is saying this? Because four weeks ago, the rabbi's sicha was saying how Shabbos is connected to the comfort and to the love, and the six and the six days of the week is connected to the avida of our body, of healing our body. So you have to like take these different hints and then come back together. So the process of navigating our nervous system which is Kesar, which is Hashem's essence and his will and desire is first you have to experience Shabbos. You have to soothe your body first. You cannot just be, oh, I feel pain. What is it? Get yourself calm, get yourself regulated, get into Shabbos mode, get into a place of comfort, wear comfortable clothes, sit in a comfortable place, put on soothing music, take a bath, whatever you need. You need to know that you're safe and you're comfortable. That's the first Shabbos, that you're safe, that you're comfortable. Once you're feeling held by Hashem, which is the Shabbos energy, I'm held by Hashem, I'm safe, then your nervous system can talk a little bit and say, oh, I feel really tight in my chest, I feel, I felt really suppressed, I felt really alone, I felt, these are true, our Shekhinah was separate, our Shekhinah was suppressed, it needs to have a voice, but it needs to be embraced by love first, it needs to have Shabbos first, then we do the six days of the week, then we go inside and we see what's coming up, what are we feeling, and then, this is so amazing, then we have the second Shabbos, which is an elevated 
experience. Why? Because we bring, we hear that voice and then we, we end that experience. Each time we go inside our nervous system, we end it with bringing that comfort that was outside of us inside of us, like the Aleph in Tagula. We bring Hashem's light that we experience the safety around us. And then we draw it into that place that never felt safe, that never experienced safe. But we, we know that we have evidence of safety because we've already brought our body into safety. Look, I'm surrounded by trees. I'm safe. I'm in my home. I'm okay. This part of us in our chest doesn't know that. So you draw that energy, breathe it in. You hear the, the, fo- the voices of fear and pain. And you say, well, look, you are safe. I know you little three-year-old didn't feel safe, but you draw that Shabbos energy in and that comfort, breathe it in. And then that three-year-old inside of your system, that old belief system receives that love, receives that comfort. And then your body has more Shabbos and more peace and more love. And you'll have the second Shabbos, which is an elevated experience, an elevated Shabbos through the work of man, through our work. We're drawing in more of Hashem's love and we're bringing more of Hashem's essence into our body and ultimately into the world for Hashem to experience and enjoy the pleasure of the world that he created for him to experience through us. So thank you for joining.